Blog Talk Radio.
Messiah, Jehovah, the mighty God. And welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and God bless you all. I need somebody to go in the chat room and tell me if you can hear this well. If not, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do a little changing. Okay. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, saints, it's July. That's right. It's July. Thank you. It's July. Remember when it was January? Well, now it's July. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Amen. Well, I don't have any lightning strikes. Okay, maybe you do. But I don't. Yes, it will soon be August. Okie dokie. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Lightning and all, it's wonderful. And it's a great day in the kingdom. Amen? Amen. God is is watching over us. This was a beautiful fast. I pray that the Lord uh, moved in your heart and in your life. I know he did in mine. And I'm happy for the changes that were made. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, whenever we fast, God blesses us, and it's a wonderful thing to receive blessings from the Lord. We need to we need to truly praise Him and give Him thanks because He does all things well. Amen. And so tonight, as we gather together in His name and thank Him for His goodness toward us and His mercy toward us, I want everybody to personally thank the Lord for what he's done. You know, there are a lot of times in the past that I would go on a fast and immediately after the fast, I didn't necessarily see anything that the Lord had done. But further down the line, I saw things that I didn't even know were there, changes that he made when I was on the fast that until I was at the pressure point, and it was time for me to function that I realized he changed that way back in the past. You know, I get to some place where I normally would have been irritated and quite upset, and I was quite calm. And I said, well, hmm. Then I think for a minute, and I realized that on the fast he took care of that. Amen? So if you don't See something necessarily in the natural doesn't mean God didn't do anything. He did. You just have to wait to find out what's in your package. Amen? Amen. Because God is good all the time, good all the time to his children, especially we notice it when we're in obedience. It's a wonderful thing about obedience. It brings blessings that we didn't even ask for. Amen? Amen. So I want to thank the Lord for his goodness to everyone, and I want to thank you for your participation and your patience. 
and we're going to start in prayer. I can't remember any specific announcement that I have. Hmm. I can't um, remember any uh, specific announcement that I have, but I uh, I think we just need to go ahead and pray. So, Heavenly Father, we're ready to come before your throne as your children and enter into your very presence. We give you praise, glory, and honor for all that you'll do for us tonight, Lord as we gather together to worship you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, on this fast we had the opportunity to bind our own pride, our own emotions, our own thoughts, and our own demons. And it made a difference, Lord. It made a difference in our lives. We want to thank you for affording us that opportunity. As we sought your face, you moved in our lives in very special and specific ways. You touched each of us individually, Lord, as you always do, and we want to thank you for that. We also want to thank you for the blood of Jesus, because without Jesus' sacrifice on Calvary, none of this would be possible. Amen? We want to thank you for the armor of God. We want to thank you for the wall of fire. We want to thank you for your glory being in the midst. We want to thank you for the angels that were around us as we fasted. We want to thank you for your praising angels. We want to thank you for your ministering spirits and for the word of God because it moved powerfully in our lives. So, Father, Everything that you did, some of it we enjoyed and some of it wasn't quite so pleasant, but it was what was needed. And we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Some of us had change of life circumstances, and the fast helped us as we made the adjustments that were necessary, Lord. And, Father, while we're praying, we lift before you those of our number which, who may be incarcerated for some reason. We ask you, Father, to be a wall between them and all the other persons where they are. We ask you, Father, to surround them just as you surround us. We ask you, Lord, to protect them from the other other elements and other spirits that are there that are not of you. We plead the merits of the shed blood of Jesus over them, Father. And we ask that even in their particular circumstance, Lord, that you bless them in Jesus' name. We also ask that you bless their family members who are under a bit of strain right now. We ask that you strengthen them, Lord, and encourage them. And we give you praise for that also. We want to thank you, Father, for every blessing, every blessing, every single blessing, even the ones we can't see yet. We want to thank you and we want to honor you. You are God and God alone. And besides you, there is no God. We humble ourselves before you, Father. 
and we ask for your continued blessings in our lives. Amen? Father, some of us have family get-togethers to deal with in the coming months, and some of us are dreading them. We don't want to admit it, but we're dreading it. Because some of our families have um, feuding going on. There's an argument. There's an undercurrent. And it's not the way it ought to be. Because the argument is between members of the family that ought to love one another. But all of us are not matured in love. Sometimes these painful conflicts continue year after year after year. And sometimes it it discourages us. We don't necessarily want to go because we know what's going to happen once we get there. Sometimes these conflicts just lurk beneath the surface and they suddenly pop out, you know, as they do over some small insignificant issue. Somebody makes a comment and then somebody else Their bitterness has to spew forth, and everybody was hoping that it wouldn't. Some of our families are quite different in temperament. They just are chilly, distant, and they don't talk very much. That's not what you want either. Some of us go wishing everybody would finally decide to grow up and act like, act their age. But that doesn't happen. And some of us are part of the problem. I bind Beelzebub in Jesus' name. Some of us are part of the problem. But we don't want to admit it. We know, Father, that you desire to bring your love into the life of our family. And the Holy Spirit is waiting to seep into the cracks and the anger, and to deal with the hurt feelings, with true healing, and to slowly bring new life to what's been broken for so long. Father, we come before you forgiving our families, first of all, and forgiving ourselves for our part in the disputes and in the arguments and in the conflict. And we open our hearts to you and ask for the process of healing to begin in us. Give us a new perspective and give us new insights. We ask you, Lord, to bring peace to our family and to heal those old wounds that we carry from place to place, from time to time, from funeral to funeral, from wedding to wedding. You know, Lord, how we've been doing it. We ask you to build bridges between us that we may find the way to love each other once again. We know, Lord, in the Old Testament that there were flawed families all through the book. Everywhere you look, another flaw. And you use these people. It didn't matter how bad it was. Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. Jacob and Isaac were plotting to get the blessing. David's own son conspired to murder him. 
But, Lord, you use these broken families to teach us things about ourselves and how you want us to live. So, Father, we pray that you would use our families too, despite their flaws. We ask you to pour your grace upon us and to transform us. Sometimes, Lord, we wonder how can we love these people who have hurt us so deeply. Times we don't even want to see their faces, let alone forgive them. But you call us, Lord, to love our enemies and to forgive them and to bless those who have cursed us. So we ask, Father, that you give us the strength and the courage to obey you. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Bless his name. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless his holy name. You know, the Lord says he gives us a more excellent way. He tells us to love. That's right. When it's uncomfortable, when you don't really want to, when things hurt the worst, When you don't understand, he calls us to walk away from despair and to reject rejection and to have hope where there's hopelessness, to put on the garment of praise for all of our depressions, to tell heaviness to leave because you are our strength, And to turn our broken hearts over to you, because by your stripes we have been healed. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man and all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders. And we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his power. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks. And we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons and their attacks, all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind all spirits of Leviathan and their attacks, kundalini spirits, water and marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils, and all of their attacks in the name of Jesus. 
We bind pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits in the name of Jesus. We bind all seducing and womanizing and whoredom spirits in their attacks, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in Jesus' name. All targeted radio frequencies, pulse weapons in their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid, pulse microwave radiation attacks, designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding, directed energy microwave weapons in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid them to be used against any saint of God at any time for any reason. In the name of Jesus, we want to thank you, Lord, that you are in charge of our lives. Amen. You are in charge of our lives. You are the Lord of our life, and you are in charge. We bind all EMF and EMP attacks in the name of Jesus Christ, all 5G, everything coming off the satellite and out of the cell towers and out of every electronic and technological device in the name of Jesus. We bind all spying through electronic and technological devices in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Lord, for the word of God to our lives. We overturn, we bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Australian, North American, South American, Latin American, Caribbean, indigenous persons, Asian, Pan-Asian, Islander, native groups, and all of their black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks and return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption Worldwide, we bind all free-flying devils and all evil spirits which take animal forms. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects, all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the grove, and every spirit that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind mammon and his agents. And all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, 
and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generation of fools and the and the spirit of the fool and the anger of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowback, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us, and against all that pertains to us, no demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord. Amen. We want to thank you. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, false religions, and the Great Reset, numerology, horoscopes, make-believe, fantasy, la-la land, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, Antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, and spirits, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, bio-PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind the king of pride and his entire kingdom, and we take their power from them and transfer it to Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. We bind all demonic human blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work. Mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses. Mammon, Atlas, and Baphomet is 72. In Jesus' name, we chain you all with eternal chains unto darkness. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs. In Jesus' name, we break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, and ceremony, all sacrifices in Jesus' holy name. And we and all associated organizations in the name of Jesus Christ. They have no power over us. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions through the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind the brotherhood 
the lodge, the craft, the grip, in Jesus' holy name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, and we return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control. In Jesus' name, we bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are persecuted. And we lift up to you in particular those that are being persecuted in Afghanistan in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We cut ourselves free, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. From every spirit that came across the phone that was there when we were leaving work or at the grocery store or at the neighbors or where we were visiting, every demon that followed us was sent to us or was transferred to us, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ and we command you to leave us. Cover ourselves and our vehicles and our transportation with the blood of Jesus Christ. And we we take authority, dominion, and power over any demons that are sent to cause traffic hazards in the air or on the earth or in the water in Jesus' name. And we forbid them to touch our lives or the lives of our loved ones in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, or anything trying to get into our dreams. We command them to stay away in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for the fiery wall of protection around us and your warring angels, Father. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, all witchcraft, everything that was sent to us from the demonic realm, we send it right back in Jesus' name. We cut ourselves free from all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, garlands, vows, pledges, and pacts of any form of demonic agreement. We pull down and destroy walls of protection around witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, sorcerers, divinators, and all such. And we break the power of their love spells, vexes, hexes, and curses, charms, fetishes, 
warfare, psychic powers, all torment, pain, sickness, and destruction, mind control, potions, bewitchments, death spirits, magic, voodoo, incense and candle burning, chantings, ungodly blessings, crystals, root works, hoodoo, tribal rituals, and sin. And we break their power in our life in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the power of spirits of envy and spirits of jealousy, spirits of wizardry, spirits of sorcery, spirits of hate, spirits of bitterness, and spirits of murder. We break your power over our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. You can stay no more. Father, we bind spirits of blindness in the name of Jesus Christ, and we lose the liberty that's found in Christ Jesus over the people of God and everybody said, Amen, amen, and amen. Well, we want to welcome all of our first-time listeners. We are Christian Protestant Internet Church, and we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America, and whatever time it is, wherever you are. Praise the Lord. Amen. We are an international ministry, and we have so many time zones that we have to be flexible. Amen? We have to be flexible. And we love our international family. Amen? They're a part of us. Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for bringing us together from all over the globe, teaching us to love one another, to stand with one another in prayer, in warfare. Amen. This is a blessed assembly of God in Jesus' holy name. And we want to invite you to join us in our chat room. Our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. Amen. And as the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link, and uh, when the page uh, comes up, click Guest and sign in using your name, using your name. Amen? Don't make up a phony one. Tell the truth. We're in church. Use your name. Amen? Praise the Lord. And say hello to the saints, and the saints will say hello to you. Praise God. Amen. We also have a Global Prayer Warriors prayer room where you may place your prayer requests of five lines or less. Amen. And we ask that, first of all, you uh, sign in using your name. Uh, Your name is not guest, so please use your name. And to direct your prayer to our Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ, and we ask that you include a few scriptures with your prayer request so that we can come into agreement with the will, plan, and purpose of God in answering your prayer concern and with the scriptures that pertain to your prayer request. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
So we are all here assembled. We thank the Lord for assembling us and the Holy Spirit gathering us in the love of God. Amen. In the love of God. So tonight, God's going to talk to us about this love stuff. Not the gushy stuff, no. That's not what he wants to talk about. He wants to talk about the real deal. The real deal. Amen. God wants to talk about what's really real, where the rubber meets the road. Our featured psalm, oh, and in case I forget to mention it, um, in the in America, we're experiencing, we're celebrating the 4th of July, which is Independence Day. So if I forget to say Happy Independence Day, Happy Independence Day. Amen. Praise the Lord. So tonight, our featured psalm is Psalm 46. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 11. Our featured ebook is Open Doors for Evil Spirits. Open Doors. For Evil Spirit. Our guest call in number is area code 319 527 6235 and press 1. That's area code 319 527 6235 and press 1. Now, if you happen to be listening to this broadcast as a recast, when you call in while When you want to listen to the broadcast while we are live on the air, you'll need to bring up the chat room on your um, computer or whatever device you have and dial the 319-527-6235 and listen to the broadcast while it's live because it's being recorded as we do it. Amen? Amen. So that number again is 319-527-6235 and press 1. Praise the Lord. Amen, everybody. So God wants to talk about letting go. Letting go. Amen. Letting go. God wants to talk about letting go. So we're going we're gonna to talk. And we're going to listen to him because he's got plenty to say. Staying angry is easy. Staying angry is very easy. Forgiving is more difficult. It requires some maturity. Amen? Humans have an innate ability to do the wrong thing. We all know that. We've done enough wrong things. It seems to come natural, doesn't it? To say the wrong thing, we do that too, frequently. To believe the wrong thing, it happens. We are very, very good at making stupid statements. Mm Mm-hmm. Cutting remarks, unkind comments, 
braggadocious untruths, and broken promises. We've got that down. We've aced that. Now, we need to work not to continue to ace that course. We'd like to withdraw from that course and change courses. Amen? Praise the Lord. All hurt others and been hurt by others. So forgiveness is something that we give to others who don't deserve it. Forgiveness is something that we give to others who don't deserve it. Forgiveness, ongoing condition of the heart. It's an ongoing condition of the heart. That's right. God has given it to us. And so we are to give it to others. We have received the comfort of God through forgiveness, and they are to receive the release that comes when we forgive them. God has given to us. We should give to others freely. Freely we have received. Freely we give. Okay, you'll get used to it in a little while. Let's go to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18, beginning with verse 24. Matthew chapter 18, verse 24. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. As he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, his wife and his children and all that he had and payment to be made. So this gentleman owed a debt he couldn't pay. And in order to pay, he was to be sold, so was his wife and his children and everything he had to make up for the debt payments that he couldn't make. And some of us are feeling that way now, now that the prices on everything have gone up. So the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out, and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, far less than what he owed, you see. So, and so he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but he went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. 
Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors. Hmm. Demons torment. Till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you. If ye from your heart, from your heart, Forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Hmm. So the Lord's saying here that if we don't act like him and forgive our brother all of their trespasses, just like he forgave us when we asked him to, and if we don't from our heart forgive, he's going to deliver us to the tormentors till we pay all that's due him. Hmm. Something to think about. True forgiveness is impossible without the grace of God. See, forgiveness is a God action. It's a holy action. And so you can't truly forgive without the grace of God. Uh Uh-huh. If you try to do it in the flesh, it won't happen. Somewhere down in in your crevices, there's going to be a grudge or a hurt place. And whenever the pressure is on, your mouth will open. And that bitterness that's down in that hurt place, that grudge spot, is going to spew forth. And it's going to tell on you. It's going to tell that you have not truly forgiven as you have said that you did. It means you didn't tell the truth. When you go through your great big um, oration on how you forgive everybody all the time because that's what the Bible says and this is what you do and you go on and on and on. But when the heat is on and your mouth flies open and lets that geyser of unforgiveness and bitterness and rancor and hostility and hatred spew forth, You ought to know that you haven't really forgiven the way you think you have. Amen. It's true. Amen. It's real. And it's time for true Christians to pull off the mask that they've been wearing. You know, the mask of the hypocrite. You've got one face on the mask, but underneath the real you is showing. Amen. Christians are good at that. They practice it. 
So, true forgiveness is impossible without the grace of God. Mm-hmm. That grace, that ability is given to us by God himself. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Ephesians chapter 4, verse, amen. This is where the rubber meets the road, saints. Amen. Verse 32. And be ye kind one to another. Be ye kind one to another. Tender hearted. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of hard hearted. Forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Hmm. Our Heavenly Father, for, for Jesus Christ's sake, forgave you. When you came to the Lord and asked him to forgive you, he forgave you. And so now... He's requiring us to do the same for others. What he's done for us, do for others. Amen? Amen. God's been compassionate with all of us, you see. Forgiveness isn't about you. I know you think the whole world pivots around you, but it really doesn't. Forgiveness isn't about you. It's not about the person who really hurt you either. It's not about them either. I know the blame game has been going on for a long time, but if you only knew what they did, well, to tell you the truth, I've had enough of my own uh, situations to deal with I've learned over the decades, no matter what they did, we have to act like our Heavenly Father and walk in love. Amen. It's not about you and it's not about them. Forgiveness is about God. Forgiveness is about God. We forgive others. Because God has so graciously forgiven us. We forgive others because God has so graciously forgiven us. We forgive because God has commanded us to forgive. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. We are to obey his commandment because that's how we demonstrate to God that we love him because he, we obey his commandments and they're not grievous to us. We're not grieved to do them. 
We understand that this is our expression of love to God, obedience. We forgive because God has given us the strength to forgive. And if you don't have that strength, you can always go to our Heavenly Father in Jesus' name and ask for it. Sometimes we have not because we ask not. We forgive because God will take care of judging the other person. God himself is a judge, and he will take care of judging the other person when we trust him, when we don't try to take it into our own hands, when we aren't trying to show somebody how big we are and throw our weight around. Amen? Praise the Lord. We forgive because God means more to us than staying angry. God means more to us than being bitter. God means more to us than petty hatred. God means more to us than winning the argument. God means more to us than proving that we're right and they're wrong. God means more to us than the blame game. Well, you did, but you did. No, you did. No, she did. They did, and you did it too. God means more to us than that. God means more to us than showing them a thing or two. And telling their head a mess. God means more to us than that. God means more to us than getting it off of our chest. God means more to us than setting these people straight. God means more to us than making sure They got a piece of our mind. God means more to us than that. And when all of that and the rest that goes with it stops being our idol, we stop worshiping it and giving it all this time and all of this energy and dethrone it in our own minds and hearts. And dethrone it in our own minds and hearts, then we can enthrone the Lord on our praises. And He can take His rightful place in our hearts. Some of us still want to get even, some of us still want to go on and on and on and on and on about what they did. Some of us rehearse it way too much. 
The curtain call has come and gone, and we're still rehearsing it. We forgive because God matters more, so much more, than the pain or shame that we feel. We forgive because God can be trusted to do right. He is our righteousness. He is the right one. He can be trusted to do what is right. He is holy. There's no impurity in him. There's no shadow of turning in him. Our God is holy. We forgive because God is God and we are not. We forgive because God is God and we are not. You see, saints, most Christians will tell you to forgive. But it's when you have to forgive and let go in real life that the challenge presents itself. It's good to talk about it, but it has to be applied when the, when the situation arises and it's time for the rubber to meet the road. You see, Saint. Our eyes need to be opened to see clearly that God forgives us not because of anything we do, but solely on the basis of what Jesus Christ did for each of us when he died on the cross and rose from the dead. God forgives us not because of anything we do, but solely on the basis of what Jesus did for each of us when he died on the cross and rose from the dead. If God continually Remembered our long record of sins. Think from when you were very, very little and your mom or your dad or who or grandmama or whoever was trying to feed you and they put something in your mouth you decide you didn't want. You cut up on them. You, you started your cry. Your face got all puffy. You know, you went to your little act. Okay, let's start at that starting point. Think of all the sins that you have committed from then till now. Just the things you did, not all that other auxiliary stuff that your ancestors did, just what you did from that point till right now. That's a lot. 
Boy, is it a lot. If God continually remembered our long record of sin, who could stand before him? Who? We have all experienced the guilt that comes when we have committed a sin. No, I didn't say made a mistake. I said committed a sin. Some of us think that the very best way to rid ourselves of any guilt is to change all of the rules to suit ourselves. We have a whole world of people that are trying to do it that way. You see, saints, many transgender persons are not satisfied with their change. And eventually, many of them commit suicide. That's the truth. My grandmother taught me that you can't break God's rules, but you can break yourself on them. You can't actually break his rules. You can't break his commandments. You can't break his laws nor his statutes, but you can break yourself on them. You see these rules. These commandments, these laws, these statutes were not written by man. They were inscribed by God himself. So we cheat, we steal, we lust, and then we lie about it. We lose our temper or worse. And then we make excuses. We don't call it sin. We just make an excuse for it. Oh, I haven't had enough sleep. Oh, I couldn't tell what I was really doing. Mm-hmm. No, saint, sin is sin. No doubt about it. We whisper about the sins of others and wonder why we can't sleep at night. We blame everyone else for our problems, but we refuse to take that all-important look at the person in the mirror. No, it's this one over here, and it's that one over there. You know, Adam did that in the garden. It's this woman that you gave me. Well, what about your part? No, it's that woman that you, and they're still doing that, you know. God didn't receive it then, and he's not receiving that now. You cannot play the blame game with God. Well, so-and-so just got on my nerves, and that's why it happened. No. So-and-so got on your nerves, and you decided what you were going to do, and you did it. 
It is much easier to confess our sins. I didn't say mistakes. I said sins. And find the forgiveness that we need. That's the easy way. Some of us are afraid that if we own up to our own failures and stupidity, that the Lord will punish us. Well, if you look at it truthfully, we've earned the punishment, don't you think? We did the crime. Amen? So, instead of seeking forgiveness for our sins, we choose instead to pretend that we didn't do what we know that we did. It didn't even happen. We're not going to acknowledge it or confess it, or even if we do, we're just going to act like nothing really happened. Amen. Parents teach their kids to make excuses when their kids watch their parents make excuses. So they think that's the normal process to make excuses instead of becoming accountable. So when they do something wrong and you ask them, Johnny, did you do something? Here it comes. No, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Most often we blame everyone else but not ourselves. I wonder why we act that way. But there is forgiveness with the Father. There is forgiveness with the Father. Let's go to the book of Micah. Let's go to the book of Micah. It's right after Jonah in the Old Testament. Book of Micah chapter 7, beginning with verse 18. Micah chapter 7 beginning with verse 18. Verse 18, who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighted in mercy. Still holding grudges? You need to delight in mercy a lot more. Amen? Who is a God like unto thee, that pardoneth iniquity, and passeth by the transgression? Of the remnant of his heritage He retaineth not his anger forever Like some of us try to do Because he delighteth in mercy He will turn again He will have compassion on us He will subdue our iniquities And thou will cast all of their sins Into the depths 
of the sea. So, saints, when God has forgiven you, he's cast your sins into the depths of the sea. Why are you going on a deep sea mission trying to dig them up? Every other conversation, you got to dig them up again. He put them where he wanted them to be. Leave them there. Leave them there. He's not spending his time looking for a reason to send us to hell. I know you thought that's all he did, but that's just not the truth of the word of God. He's not spending all of his time trying to find a reason just to send us to hell. Quite the contrary. Go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith. By grace, God's grace, are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. God has given a gift, and it's the gift that keeps on giving. We should be participants of the gift and the giving. Amen? First Timothy chapter 2. First Timothy beginning with verse 3. First Timothy chapter 2 beginning with verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come in unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So God will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. He wants everybody to be saved, and we should want that too. Our Father is willing to forgive those who repent of their sin and cry out for his mercy. He's willing to forgive. Those who repent and cry out for his mercy. Actually, all of us deserve to be in hell already. All of us deserve. We've earned this, you see. We deserve to be in hell already. But God is compassionate and merciful to us. Pardoning our iniquity. Amen? Forgiveness is in the very nature of God. 
Forgiveness is in the very nature, character and nature of God himself. He desires to forgive us because it is who he is. Who he is. Our Father is eager to forgive us. He is ready to forgive us. He wants to forgive you too. Let's go to Exodus chapter 34. That's at the beginning of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Old Testament. Exodus 34, beginning with verse 5. Now, in this passage, God is having a conversation and interaction with Moses. This is when Moses received the Ten Commandments. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord! The Lord God, merciful and gracious, suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, and upon the children's children, and unto the third and to the fourth generation. Our God is merciful and gracious, long-suffering and in abundance in goodness and truth, and he keeps mercy, that compassion and desire to help us. He forgives. He forgives. We're supposed to be imitating him as dear children and walking in love. And forgiveness is an outworking of the love of God. And since the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, we're to allow that love to flow forth in forgiveness to others and to ourselves. Amen? Our God is compassionate and gracious. He's slow to anger. He maintains love to thousands. He forgives our wickedness, our rebellion, our sin. Saints, we can't disobey God's law and get away with it forever. It catches up with us. God is right there waiting for you whenever you are ready to come clean. God is right there waiting for you whenever you're ready to come tell the truth, the whole truth, 
and nothing but the truth by the spirit of truth. Amen. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thought, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Hmm? See, but the Lord says first the wicked have to forsake their way. The unrighteous have to forsake their thoughts. Hmm. There's a part we must play. There's things we must do. Amen? Amen. Oh, yes. We are wicked and evil. Second Chronicles. I know some of us think we aren't, but that's not what God is saying, and he's always right. Amen. Second Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14. And if you're one of those persons who think you're not wicked and you're not evil, you should stop deceiving yourself. Amen? If you're so offended by being referred to as wicked and evil, then change. Amen? Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. God is talking to his people. If my people, which are called by my name, Christian means Christ-like. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Turn from their wicked ways. No, not everybody else's wicked ways, your own wicked ways. Saints, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation that's been offered to us? How shall that be? What makes us to think that we can escape if we are indifferent to all that God has done for us? So 
we had to bind our thoughts and our emotions and our pride and our own demons so that God could get through to us. Thank you, Lord. Many of us receive deliverance, too. No matter how much we think we understand, there is so much more that we don't comprehend. No matter how much we understand, there is so much more that we don't comprehend. Our vision is limited. We see through a glass darkly. How does God accomplish his own design for us? You know, the Bible says that it's God that causes us to will and to do of his good pleasure. Philippians 2.13. So how is it, how does God accomplish his own design for us? Well, sometimes he uses adversity and mistreatment. Yes, he does. He uses adversity, and mistreatment. Now, we wish he wouldn't, but I don't think you're going to think that way anymore by the time the sermon's done. Amen? When we are experiencing being unfairly attacked, when we are being lied about, when our good deeds are being spoken about as evil, when our reputation is on the line, when we are betrayed, when we are abandoned, when our relative does something bad wrong, and we must go into debt to pay for it, when we must appear in court, even though we're not, it may appear impossible that these things could accomplish anything good, but they do. When all of these things happen to us, it doesn't seem to us at the time that what's going on is going to accomplish anything good, but it does. Appearance may not tell the whole story. How it appears at the time may not tell the whole story because can't see all that God sees. Some of us think we know everything. Oh, we've got to be in the middle of it all because we have to know it all. Well, we shouldn't. We can't see it all. We have a limited vision, and God allows it to be that way. He is 
the all-seeing one. God is, not us. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Amen. Romans chapter 8. And we're beginning with verse 26. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity. See, the Holy Spirit helps us. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought to. For all the people who are ashamed of their prayer language and don't use them except when we're in church. You're not helping yourself. You're hurting yourself because the Holy Spirit helps our weak places because we don't always know what we should pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart, yes, he searches our heart, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Hmm. 28. And we know that all things Work together for good. All things work together for good to them that love God. Them that love, that's right. Love him by obeying him. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Not your purpose, his purpose for you. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? The good that comes from the apparent bad happening is not seen in advance. The good that will come from the apparent bad happening is not seen in advance and cannot be seen except by faith and cannot be seen except by faith. 
God can actually bring good out of the evil that others do. God can actually bring good out of the evil that others do. God intervenes between parties and places himself in the midst of the circumstances of life. Listen, saints, God intervenes between parties and places himself in the midst of the circumstances of life. God gets right down in it. You didn't notice him when he came in, but he did. And he's right in the middle of the mess. You're so carried away with what's going on in the mess and how the mess is going on, you didn't hear him when he came in. But God is in the middle of that mess. Mm -hmm. God becomes personally involved even when we think nothing is happening. God becomes personally involved even when we think nothing is is happening. The end result, even if it's years later when we finally see it, the end result can then be seen to promote our good and to render to God the glory. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying in the midst of the mess going on, God is working out his plan for your good and his plan for his glory, using the same ugly, nasty, horrible things that people do and say. He has power over it all. So a horrible thing happened to a relative of yours. Your part is to forgive because you have been forgiven. Well, how can I do that? They just this and they and they probably did just what you're saying. But you must seek the Lord for the strength in him to obey him for the humility You have to give up your weapon, and your weapon was you're going to take what they did and clobber them with it. you got to turn your weapon in because that's not the weapon he's wanting you to use. Amen? You were ready to take that weapon of what happened because, of course, you're right, and sometimes you are. We're not saying that you're never right, because sometimes you really are in the right. And you've got 59 scriptures to prove that you're right, and you may well have 59 or more. But God does not want you to take 
the circumstances and clobber the other person necessarily, if you understand what I'm saying. He wants you to turn it over to him. That's right. That's what he wants. He wants you to submit yourself to him. He wants you to submit the entire mess from beginning to end to him and allow him to be God in the mess and allow him to be God in the mess. No, you cannot sit there and dictate to him what you want him to do. God knows exactly what he wants to do and how he's going to get the glory. Amen. Oh, amen. It's real. It's very, very real. Yes, it is. Because we must come to understand that the end result, even if it takes years for us to see it, and sometimes it does, It can be seen years later to promote our good and to render to God the glory that is his. God is not microwavable, and many of his miracles take a good long time to work it out. But most of us are like our culture. We're impatient. But you see, that's not the character and nature of Jesus Christ. Love is patient. It's long-suffering. As bad as it hurts, it's working toward your good. But I can't see, well, since you cannot see, Please schedule your appointment with the blind man healer. Amen. God is not the author of evil. When he created the world, there was no evil here. Nor does he tempt us to do evil. He does not tempt us to do evil. Let's go to James. James chapter 1. Beginning with verse 13, James chapter 1, beginning with verse 13. God is not the author of evil, nor does he tempt us to do evil. Verse 13, let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. Well, I wouldn't put it that way. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust 
His own desires draw him away, and he is enticed. And then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Mm. Wow, Pastor. Yep, that's the truth. What others do is indeed evil. But God does not dwell on that. Yes, they do evil, but God doesn't dwell on it. And we shouldn't either. God does that not dwell on that, and neither should you. God, you remember when we memorized um, the scripture and it told us what to focus our thoughts on? It's in Philippians. One of our problems is we have a tendency to do what we have always done. Amen? Amen. We have this tendency to repeat most of our bad habits. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. It didn't say dwell on the evil that they have done. So we need in our lives to go to that fork in the road where you usually mull over how bad it is, what they did, and how much damage it caused. Instead, we should take the high road and focus our thoughts on things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, and full of virtue and praise. Amen. It's the bridge over the waters that leads you to bitterness. It's the bridge over the waters that take you to bitterness. You know, we have choices, but we have to make the right one. Amen. We have to make the right one. God is not the cause of evil. Corruption entered the world through sin. When God created the world, he said it was good. He didn't mention corruption at all. But God does not, does involve himself in the evil deeds of evildoers. What do you mean by that? 
the evil deeds of evildoers, as God moves, become tools to him. Tools, that's right. They become tools and framing out what he actually wants to bring to pass. He will use their evil deeds to bring about good. Now, Pastor, this is just too heavy for me. Well, then you get to recast, dear, and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to open your understanding so that you can receive truth. Amen? God has this ability. You know, I remember this phrase that was a part of a song, that he rides on the wings of a storm. The storm to us is dark and bleak and intimidating. But God will use that to bring about his purposes in the end. You see, you have to be able to trust God. We've talked about that before. Trusting the Lord with all your heart and leaning not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledging him, and he will bring it to pass. Amen. He does not cause sinners to sin. God does not cause sinners to sin, but he will use what they do to fit into his ultimate plan. He will use what they do to his ultimate plan. Let's go to the Gospel of John. John chapter 3, verse 16. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have Everlasting life God so loved us That while Sin and corruption Were working Their plan God sent his son To Calvary So that we might be saved In the very same way God so loves us that while others are mistreating us and working evil, he is already working in the background to turn it out for our good. God so loves us that while others are mistreating us and working evil, he is already working in the background to turn it out for our good. So, saints, Let go of what they did to you. Let go. Get your hand out of the cage. Let it go. And 
Let go of what they did to your family. Give it all to God so that he can use it for your good and for his glory. But you see, as long as you're holding on to it, he's not going to do that. You've got to let go. You've got to give it to God. Just let go. They meant it for evil, but God will use it for good. Amen? They meant it for evil, but God it but God will use it for good. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. So when trouble comes our way, we say hallelujah anyhow. Amen? God is on our side. And since God is for us, who can be against us? Since God is for us, who can be against us? Father, we want to thank you for this word tonight. It was very enlightening and eye-opening. And it helps us to see what you're calling us to do. We want to thank you for making forgiveness easier than it was before. We want to thank you for the strength to continually forgive. We want to thank you for the courage and the faith to trust you that no matter what is coming our way, you're using it to work out your perfect plan in our lives. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we thank you for changing our hearts and leading us into the way everlasting. Amen? Amen. You know, aren't you glad that we don't have to sacrifice those bullocks and those lambs and That was a lot of bloody stuff. They had to cut them up and kill them and skin them. And, whoo, that was a lot of work. Amen. We have enough problems using ground beef. That's about all the problem in that direction I'm willing to go for. Amen. You know, thaw it out, take it out of the package, and that's about it. All that other stuff was a lot. (laughs) That was a lot of hard work. I don't know of any animal that's about to be slaughtered that thinks it's a great idea. So you got to chase the animal down, first of all, and and get him to come to where you want him to go and do what you need him to do. By that time, you're worn out. Can you see yourself trying to get this big steer to go up to where the priest is and where the altar is? And you're standing in line. You know, there's people ahead of you, and there's all kind of animals going in every direction, and there are people everywhere and children everywhere. It's just a, a, a oh, gosh. It's a, a worse than going to the fair. And then you got to remember what you were doing when you come up there, too. 
You got to get the right animal for the right sacrifice. You got to have your act together. Now, that's monumental for most of us. Most of us, by the time we get through all of that, we've forgotten why we came. That's the truth. It's just the way it is. We're human. By the time we get to the up there to the priest and all of those Levites and people and so, we're so worn out from pulling with this animal and finding the other one and the other one ran off and now they're fighting between each other that by the time we get there, we can't even remember what the sin was. So we want to thank the Lord for taking that out of the way for us. Amen. God is gracious and he's good. I know some of you just are just seeing yourselves trying to trying to fight with this goat who's determined he's not going anywhere. Amen. Who's determined I'm not going and I don't care what you do, I'm not going. And you're telling this goat, look, I need a sacrifice and you're it. And the goat's going, No, I'm not. So now, I'm, I know you're glad that you don't have to go through all of that. I know those people thought about, I'm never going to sin again. I'm never going to sin again. I'm never going to sin again. This is just too much to go through. Well, sometimes it works that way anyway, doesn't it? <laughs> Amen. But Jesus loves us. Our Heavenly Father loves us. Oh, could you see that trying to get two or three goats in the back of your SUV and you're trying to get down the road to get to where you got to, you know, because it was a ways from where you were living. And you got to get all those smelly animals. Now, by this time, you smell like the animals in work, you know. And they're chewing on your hair and nibbling on this and that. They bit into the the leather uh, um, covering on on the back seat, and they're just having a ball. Their heads are stuck out the window, and they're making noises at the other animals. Isn't that going to be fun? And then you have a traffic jam. Can you believe it? A traffic jam with all of this going on. And then one of them breaks out of the window and goes running down the road behind something else. And here you are in a traffic jam. Could you see that? (sighs) That's just a bit much (laughs) for anybody. And by all means, don't have to take a bullock and a goat and a pigeon and something else too. And then you finally get up there and you're missing one of the animals. You know, that's just really, (laughs) that's not going to make your day, okay? That's just not going to make your day. You are not going to be happy. And then the priest is trying to get you to put your hand on this and, and transfer it to this one and that one, and you're just going, I give up. I can't take it anymore. (laughs) Can you see that? I don't think you'll ever want to sin again if you go through all of that one time. Just one time. 
one time. Now, if you were going across the bridge and one of your goats got out and decided to jump off the bridge into the water, what are you going to do? Just what? What are you going to do? (laughs) What? That's just too much. So, we're going to be thankful that Jesus became our sacrifice. Amen? Jesus became our sacrifice. I mean, seriously, here you are stuck on a bridge in traffic. You got a traffic jam. The goat decides that he wants to chase something that's in somebody else's car. He jumps down off the bridge, not a big bridge, just one of those little ones that goes over the the little water, and now you got to get out of the car and go chase it. (sighs) I tell you, that's just too much work in one day for me. I don't know if I'd ever preach again after all that. (laughs) But you see? God has had mercy on us, and he became the sacrifice. And you, every time you pray now, you need to thank Jesus for becoming the sacrifice for you. You need to thank him and praise him for that, or else we would still be doing those bulls, those goats, those chickens and pigeons and whatever else they had. Whew. And then don't forget, they had a grain offering. Did you forget about that? Yeah, they had sheaves. They had to wave at God. That's a lot of work, all that flapping. None of us would have bat wings, not a one of us. Amen? All of that grain flying up in the air and going everywhere, and we think we have allergies. (sighs) Every time we pray, we need to thank Jesus that he actually became a sacrifice for us so that we don't have to do the old system anymore. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I knew you would see it the Lord's way. There's only one way to see it anyway. (laughs) Amen. We're going to go... To our guest call-ins for a moment or two, and uh, when I call out your your area code, please be awake, not snoring, and answer the phone and talk up. Amen. Amen. So, area code four six nine, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hello. Anybody there? Area code 469, you're on the air. Okay, they can't find the button to push. We'll go on. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Area code 209, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hello? I don't hear anybody. Area code 209. 
All right, we'll move on. God bless. Amen. All right. Area code 904, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Hello. Hello. Hi, Pastor. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I have my grandmother here. She would like some prayer. All right. Hi, Mom. How are you? I'm doing fine. I just want you to pray for me. Okay. What are we praying about? Well, I'll always be thinking about a home and place to stay here and live here for good. Okay. All right. So we've come to the conclusion that you've heard from God, but we have details to work out. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for an opportunity to start over in a new place. A place where we love and care for. And right now from the onset, Lord, we cast all of our care and concern and every detail upon you. And we trust and believe you to work it out. No matter what obstacles the enemy may bring, we know that you're greater than it all. So we want to thank you for working out every obstacle. And Father, in Jesus' name, we bind the work of the enemy. We bind the spirit of fear. We bind the spirit of fear that's attempting to encroach on this process in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of fear that's attempting to encroach trying to figure it all out and figure out which way this is going to go and figure out how we're going to get that done. Father, we give all the figuring out to you in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the peace of God being released. I release the peace of God that passes all understanding that keeps our hearts and our minds in Jesus' name. We thank you for clear direction, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Not the whole planet once, but one step at a time. One step at a time. And we give you praise, glory, and honor, Father, for what you will do in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Give us assurance and give us a witness, Lord, that we're on the right track. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. God bless you. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, saints, let me get rid of this right here and that right there. All right. So, God has helped us to understand that he's actually in control if we trust him, if we choose to trust him, if we choose to let him run the show 
and we stop trying to be in control of everything. God is going to help us. Amen? So we can let go of all those things that befell us that we didn't see were good for us. You know, some things are are blessings in disguise. They don't appear to be good for us at the beginning, but at the end, we can see the grace of God. And so we need to train ourselves to look for the grace of God. Most of the time, we spend our time being upset about what we don't like. But instead, we need to refocus and stop um, leaving God out of the equation, so to speak. Amen? We need to focus on what the Lord's doing. Amen? What the Lord is doing. Sometimes we don't do it that way. Sometimes we get all all caught up in things we should just hand over to Jesus. Seriously, sometimes it's, it's really a thing. But if we sit down in the Word and let God open our hearts and minds, We can relax in him and say, okay, Lord, we'll take this one step at a time. Amen? And that one step at a time matters. It'll cut down on a lot of frustration, a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, if we, a little, and let the Lord lead us. Amen? Wait for his clear direction. And then do what he said. He can be depended on. Well, he didn't say anything yet. Well, just wait, because he will. Amen? He will. Amen. So we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Dutch farmers. Dutch farmers are continuing their demonstration against a government climate policy, officials expect to end many farmers' livelihoods. So in the Netherlands, they're trying to put their farmers out of business. With organizers on telegram planning July 4th protests, they say will flatten the whole of the Netherlands. The message calls on concerned farmers and citizens to organize their own regional actions with the goal of closing all distribution centers for food supplies and all major polluters until the government changes its plan. One viral call for a July 4th protest came from a large trucker's telegram group suggesting that some truckers in the Netherlands may find themselves in protest, in solidarity, excuse me, with the nation's agriculturalists. Farmers who plan to protest at many of the nation's airports specifically mention Sharpafol, Sharpafol, 
and Edenhover. The Times has reported that spokespersons for both airports say that they are monitoring the situation but have little information at present. In 2021, the Netherlands coalition government proposed slashing livestock numbers in the country by 30% to meet nitrogen emissions targets. Really? The country has already implemented stringent restrictions on new construction with the aim of curbing nitrogen emissions. Rabobank has argued that those new hurdles have slowed down home building in the Netherlands, intensifying a housing shortage in the densely populated coastal nations. On June 10th, the government issued a national and area-specific plan for curbing nitrogen emissions. Emissions are heavily driven by ammonia from livestock manure. Well, that's the way God made livestock manure, with ammonia. Some parts of the country would have to slash those emissions by 70 or even 95%. It openly acknowledged that there is not a future for all Dutch farmers within this approach, as reported by the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Foreign Agriculture Service. Did you know we had a Foreign Agriculture Service? The Minister of Nature and Nitrogen Policy expects about a third of the 50,000 Dutch farms to disappear by 2030. Isn't that interesting? The New Zealand Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade reported in a June 23rd Market Insight report. The Netherlands is the world's fifth largest exporter of food exceeded only by the United States, Germany, the United Kingdom, and China, according to World Bank statistics. The Dutch government offers a multi-billion dollar buyout arrangement for farmers. So they want to buy out the farmers. Aren't they awful? That's, that's, that's not right. Hmm. Well, they want to buy out a third of the 50,000 Dutch farms to disappear by tw- They want them to vanish into thin air by 2030. My goodness, that's just not right, Lord. Well, the Dutch government offers a multi-billion dollar buyout arrangement for farmers. Okay, so you got all this money, but you don't have food. That ought to be fun. Christian Vanderwall, Minister of Nature and Nitrogen Policy, has left open the possibility that the government will expropriate land from farmers who do not comply. Oh, they're going to get nasty. The proposals and resultant protests come amid worldwide fertilizer and food shortages. The United Nations Secretary General warned on June 24th 
that there is a real risk that multiple famines will be declared seriously, adding that 2023 could be even worse. American farmer John Boyd Jr. warned of potential food shortages as a result of steeply rising input costs. He said the expenses of running his own operation have tripled, driven in large part by significantly increased fertilizer costs. In Sri Lanka, a ban on chemical fertilizers contributed to an economic crisis that has destabilized the government. The country has recently announced a temporary ban on fuel sales to private vehicles effective June 27th through July 10th. The latest round of demonstrations by Dutch farmers comes after a wave of similar protests in 2019. After lawmaker De Groot called for livestock numbers in the Netherlands to be cut by 50%. Well, we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication. Seeing adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the 68th Bilderberg meeting that took place uh, June 2nd through June 5th in Washington, D.C. About 120 participants from 21 countries confirmed their attendance. There was a diverse group of political leaders and experts from industry, finance, academia, labor, and the media. So this year they discussed geopolitical realignment, Mm. NATO challenges, China, Indo-Pacific realignment, Sino-U.S. tech competition, Russia, the continuity of government and the economy, disruption of the global financial system, wow, disinformation, energy security and sustainability, post-pandemic health, fragmentation of democratic societies, trade and deglobalization, and Ukraine. That's what they... All these rich people got together to talk about. Father, in the name of Jesus, we appeal to the righteous judge. What deliberations, discussions, plans, and decisions that were made, proposed, and implemented as a result of these meetings, we submit them to the righteous judge for his adjudications according to the covenant. We request the public revealing of all such inordinate uses of power. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Psalm 9 8, Psalm 9 16, Psalm 35 23. We thank you, Lord. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Julian Assange. Julian Assange has filed two new appeals to contest his extradition to the U.S. The Wall Street Journal reported Friday, citing the journalist's legal team. Appeals were lodged with a U.K. high court on Thursday, a day before the deadline to challenge the extradition. The appeals have reportedly targeted both the order to extradite the WikiLeaks founder 
approved by British Home Secretary Patel on June 17th, as well as elements of last year's court ruling that largely revolved around establishing whether Assange would get a fair trial in the U.S. or not. The exact details of the appeals have not been made public. The WikiLeaks founder currently remains in the maximum security Belmarsh Prison in southeastern London, where he ended up when the U.K. began deciding on his extradition to the U.S. Before the Belmarsh imprisonment, Assange spent around seven years holed up at Ecuador's embassy in London as the U.K. refused him a safe passage out of the country. In April 2019, Ecuador nullified his asylum and British police led Assange out of the mission. A British court had initially refused to surrender Assange to the U.S., citing fears that he would be subjected to inhumane treatment in U.S. detention or ultimately may kill himself. The decision was successfully appealed by Washington, which managed to convince British judges that the journalists will be treated humanely, providing the U.K. assurances that the Australians' rights would be observed. Assange has been a target for the U.S. (coughs) since 2010, when WikiLeaks released a trove of classified documents that allege war crimes committed by the U.S. forces during wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. He has since been accused of conspiring to hack Pentagon computers and is charged under America's 1917 Espionage Act over publication of classified material. The journalist is now facing a sentence in the U.S. of up to 175 years. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the government wants the tech world to ban, the U.S. government wants the tech world to ban TikTok following media claims that its American branch lied about not sending personal data to China. Now, you know, we prayed about this the other day. The app should be removed from the app stores operated by Google and Apple. Brendan Carr, one of the top officials in the Federal Communications Commission, wrote to the companies, numerous provisions of Apple's and Google's policies are relevant to TikTok's pattern of data harvesting, a pattern that runs contrary to its public representation, the FCC commissioner said on Tuesday on Twitter. And there's plenty of precedent for holding TikTok accountable for booting it by booting it from these app stores. Carr shared a complaint that he sent last week to Google and Apple requesting the removal of TikTok. The stores controlled by the two U.S.-based companies are the primary sources, the only legal source in Apple's case, of new apps for device users. In the letter, he called TikTok a sophisticated surveillance tool that harvests in extensive amounts of personal and sensitive data. The commissioner cited a June 17th report by BuzzFeed 
which alleged that despite public assurances to the contrary, the U.S. operator of the popular service hasn't protected private data from its Chinese parent company, Tadan, ByteDance. The accusations were based on a recording of the internal discussion that the outlet claimed to have obtained. Carr told Google and Apple that the story only adds to an overwhelming body of evidence that TikTok poses a serious national security threat. He said there was a bipartisan suspicion about the app in Congress as he called on private companies to expel the service. In 2020, former President Donald Trump's government threatened to ban TikTok, citing concerns over access to the data of Americans it could be giving to Beijing. The company said it had never shared private data with the Chinese government and would not do so. Carr, one of the four currently serving FCC commissioners and was nominated by Trump for a five-year term in 2018. TikTok has downplayed the BuzzFeed report, saying it has revealed the access of engineers to certain data, which was not an uncommon practice among people in the tech world. It also said it was moving the information to Oracle servers to boost its safety. Our goal is to minimize data access across regions so that, for example, employees in the Asia-Pacific region, including China, would have very minimal access to user data from the EU and U.S. Chief Information Security Officer Roland said in a blog post, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning during the Taliban's takeover of Afghanistan, many Christians made the courageous decision to remain in the country as a witness to Christ. There are still thousands of followers of Jesus in Afghanistan, a frontline worker said. Those faithful believers are working to advance God's kingdom despite danger and opposition, as an economic instability and uncertainty have left many Afghans desperate for hope. Recently, some Afghan families heard the gospel and have become followers of Christ through local believers, the frontline worker said. Because of the oppressiveness and because of the desperation, Afghan Christians have had multiple opportunities to share, to be salt and light, to serve, to give food, to reach out in practical, tangible ways, but then slowly talk about the good news and how they have discovered eternal life through Jesus Christ. As our Afghan brothers and sisters continue to boldly advance the gospel in Afghanistan, We can encourage them through prayer. And so there are specific ways that we were encouraged to pray. Pray that Christians in Afghanistan will experience the joy of the Lord even amid suffering, because they are suffering. We are to pray that they will experience God's peace and provision. 
We're asked to pray that they will have opportunities to share the love of Christ with their neighbors and that members of the Taliban will repent and place their faith in the one true God. So, we want to thank the Lord for an opportunity to do just that. Amen. We want to thank the Lord for an opportunity to do that very thing. Amen. So, Brother Marshall, we are ready to pray, sir. We are ready to pray. Thank you for making us ready, Lord. Thank you for putting us here for such a time as this. In Jesus' name. First of all, we take responsibility. I do. I take responsibility to repent for my personal and generational sins, Father. I ask you to forgive us and deliver us, including all the sins associated with selfishness and idolatry <clears throat> and carrying grudges against anyone, against the Creator God, against ourselves, yes, even against ourselves and against other people. And that's one of those little tricky ones. If we hate ourselves, then that opens the door to the devil to beat up on us. So we don't want to do that anymore. I don't. I've been there, done that. So, Father, I ask you to help us all to be changed from glory to glory as we behold your glory with open face. When we see what you did for us, Jesus, for Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. But it's written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Thank you, Jesus, for hanging on that tree for each of us, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Thank you, Jesus, you had power to lay down your life and power to take it up again. And you said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So I and we commit our works unto you, Lord, that our thoughts may be established in Jesus' name, according to Proverbs 16:3. And since we know the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to point down the strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing, every fruit of Leviathan, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, which we bind in Jesus' name, and I bind in Jesus' name, ca- casting all our cares on you, Lord Jesus. We cast... We bind every spirit of vain imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We bring to captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And we thank you, Jesus. You hung on that tree for the joy that was set before you. And one of the first fruits was the so-called good thief in um, the latter part of of the Gospel of Luke, who said, Lord, I'm hanging here justly. I deserve to hang here, but you did nothing wrong. This man's done nothing wrong. So, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He repented of his sins. He admitted he deserved to hang on a cross and die for his sins. He called Jesus Lord. And Jesus kind of said, he called him Lord. He said, remember, he, how can you call somebody Lord? It doesn't even look like he's going to make it another 10 minutes. All slat, lacerated and beat up and pouring out his, his life's blood for each of us that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Oh, Lord, the blessing of the Gentiles might come. The blessing that came on Father Abraham can come on us. Thank you, Father. Father Abraham, countable said of God, for showing us the way. And who met Father Abraham? Melchizedek, bringing forth bread and wine because of the blood of the covenant. For we overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimonies. We reckon ourselves dead to the old man, dead to taking anxious thought for tomorrow. We thank you, Lord. We do intercede for all these people, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for giving Jesus that power, all that power, because of what he did for each of us. Wherefore God, like it says in Philippians 2, 9, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. Who's that? Jesus. Who's Jesus? The Messiah, the Savior, the Christ, 
the Son of God, has given him a name which is above every name, above the name of Satan, above the name of all the global leaders, above the name of every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every knee should bow, and every tongue of things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, you are Lord of lords and King of kings. So, Father, for all these things that Pastor Sabrina has just read through, we ask for your divine intervention and adjudication, Father, in Jesus' name. Because, Cutter, you said vengeance is mine. I will repay. Was that in Romans 12, 9 or something to that effect? We ask for your adjudication, Father God, concerning the Dutch farmers. It almost looks like, because Jesus says, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come, you may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, most people that are in the flesh, human beings, they're not constantly fasting. Uh, and even those that do fast, they take a break from fasting to eat from time to time. So, Father God, we thank you, Father God, for coming to the rescue of the Dutch farmers and all those in Sri Lanka and every nation where people are hungry and thirsty and in need. And you said, no good thing we withhold from them that walk uprightly. And, Father God, there was that, that Roman centurion who didn't yet know Jesus, didn't know the way of salvation that was revealed to uh, Peter and Paul and the other disciples, Father God. But he he was serving God with all his heart as best he knew how. He was, he was giving tithes and alms to the poor, and he was praying and fasting. And what happened to him? Oh, I think that's in Acts 10. What happened to him? That, that uh, Peter realized God has no respect of persons. Most of the Jewish people think this is just the chosen people, just the Jewish people. They're the only ones get to go to heaven. Um, God created, God who created um, Jesus, well, didn't he create Jesus? Jesus is the creator. God who created all the Jewish people, and everybody else too, loves all the human beings. And we thank you, Lord, for your divine love, your divine help, and divine intercession, Father. And it's because of the blood of the covenant in Jesus' name. It is written, those people, all these different nations, in Sri Lanka, in, in the Netherlands, and everywhere, those, those and in, 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 in um, Afghanistan, all the people that have accepted Jesus, because God looks at the heart. He doesn't look on the outside. He knows about the outside. He created us. We're all vessels. We're all earthen vessels. But inside, he made us in his image, in the image of God, made he man. And he that sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. From the image of God made him man. We ask your divine intervention, adjudication, concerning all these that are trying to shed the blood, not just those in Afghanistan, those in Sri Lanka, those in the Netherlands, every nation. And it says in Revelation 5, 9 and following, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to take the book and to open the seals. He's the only one who could open the seals that were closed in Daniel. To open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. How will we purchase back from the devil? By the blood of God, the blood of the Creator God. Hath redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation hath made us unto our God kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. So Father says the meek shall inherit the earth. And you promise us that. It's not the haughty. It's not those that are giving uh, Klaus Schwab advice on how to do things, thinking that they're little gods. Kind of like the Antichrist. He thinks he's a god, right? We might not know who he is just yet, but he's probably going to be revealed in a little while. We don't know when. I don't anyway. Maybe Springer or Bill does or somebody else does. But, Lord, you know everything. Father, you know absolutely everything. Jesus knows just about everything. He doesn't know when you're going to say he'll get your bride. Help us all to be ready. But we thank you, Father, that that perfect love 
that you've expressed here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, to be the substitute and sacrifice for my sins and all of our sins. When we look to him, look unto me and be saved, for I am God, there is none else. And we can't look to Father God. He's invisible. So what do we do? We look to Jesus. He's the visible representation of the invisible God, like it says in Colossians chapter 1, around verse 15. He's the visible representation of the invisible God. He is God the Word who came in the flesh, and the Word was made flesh. So we look to Jesus because we don't know what to do. But like it says in Second Chronicles 20, verse 12, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on thee. So we keep our eyes fixed on the Word of God, on Jesus Christ, and not just the written Word. We thank you for washing us in the water of the Word, but on the blood. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. He, he did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And we overcome the accuser of the brethren, the, the devil, by the word of God, by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, and we don't love our lives as much as we love Jesus. We love Jesus more than anyone or anything else. But we thank you for the people you put on our in our lives to express your love too because you loved us first and we thank you for your love that covers a multitude of sins boy there's a multitude of sins going on lord and we thank you father god for your divine help and intervention with the supreme court rulings recently father god several of them were favorable to your cause and we thank you for that father and some of them are mixed revelations some of the supreme court saying well we're not going to do but we're going to tell you how you can get around us <laughs> to the deep state so father we ask you to intervene in all these situations replace those that need to be replaced father put the right people in place in the right jurisdictions and right locations father in your time in jesus name and those hearts father god we do pray for those who despiteful you so she told us to do that first and foremost over in first timothy chapter two forgive me for not hiding that word in my heart yet lord and any other sins or iniquities i'm not fully repentant of i repent father god, i don't know everything but you know ever, absolutely everything all things are naked and open to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. You know every little thing. You love us anyway. First Timothy 2, I exhort that for the first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving thanks be made for all men, all human beings you created in your image. Lord, I don't know if you can rescue some of those people that are the highest levels in this global cabal, Father God, but those that are underneath them, maybe you can get through to them. I mean, you can do exceedingly abundantly more than I can ask or imagine. You got a hold of Saul of Tarsus. That was pretty awesome. He was he was causing many Christians to be to blaspheme and 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 to be killed. And but you rescued him. You showed him your grace, and he met you as a light brighter than the noonday sun. It says the enemy is destroyed by the brightness of your coming. You must have burned out some mighty devils in him when he saw that light brighter than the noonday sun. And, and Lord, what do you want me to do? You know how to humble the proud, Lord, and you do a really good job. We ask you to do so. For those that are puffed up, saying, well, I'm going to be really filthy rich. I can't sleep workers. But some of these people, they're going for covetousness. And you warned us about that over in Ephesians 5. 5. You said if we harbor greed and covetousness, we don't make heaven. We have to be willing to hold on to this world very lightly because you're the one who's holding on to us. So, Father, we forgive everyone that's trying to steal from us, including the Dutch farmers, trying to steal their land, trying to cause fear and panic and aggravation, Father God, because we know in the midst of a psychological war, spiritual war and psychological warfare is profound. We bind every one of those spirits, Satan, you, and every single one of your underlings, named and not named, every spirit seeking to kill, 
Steele entered as driver. Spirit of Zeus, every spirit trying to stir up civil war, not just in the Netherlands, the United States, every nation, every area and region in Sri Lanka, every nation in Afghanistan, we bind every ungodly spirit of pride, Leviathan, you're bound. Every, heads and tails cut off, descales in Jesus' name. We bind, as you said, if two of you on earth agree, there's anything else, it shall be done to my Father which is in heaven. And you said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. In Matthew 18, 18, and we do in Jesus' name. We first bind you, Satan, the strong man, and every single one of your underlings, including every spirit of mass formation, every spirit of mass psychosis, mass hypnosis, and we cancel our assignments globally. And all those trying to control people against their will, all the spirits of witchcraft to return to assemble on the heads of the spirits that sent to do those demonic spirits, to do them what they intend to do to us, including not just in the Netherlands, and those in in Sri Lanka, those in Afghanistan, every nation, every nation, the United Kingdom, in Germany, where many, many people, many people in harm's way, those in, in Australia, in Austria, all these different nations, Father God, many people, even especially in Africa, Father God, those people from the, uh, the, the people who started the, the, uh, Bill Gates' family line, that, that like to um, thin the world's population rather dramatically. Uh, those people have an agenda, Father, and you know what's going on. But it's not ours to judge, Father. Judge nothing before the time. You can turn some of them around. Some of them that have been blackmailed, some of them have been cajoled, and per- just like the mafia does. Uh, you do it my way or else you break your legs. Father, we ask you to cause all those people, even they try to control the people in the, in the Supreme Court, with blackmail and t- intimidation and, dem- and, and, and threats. Father, had all the spirits. They think, like somebody said, they might have bumped off the Supreme Court justice before, somewhere along the line. They might have. I don't know everything. Might have. I don't know. Father God, we know there's a lot of people out there that was wondering why some people standing for the truth, like um, Dr. Simone Gold is in prison. Um, why could that be? How could that be? Why did Karen Day happen to have a plane accident? I don't know. It was just a mechanical problem. I have no idea. But, Father God, we thank you for delivering her, and you're going to have to deliver all of us from harm's way. Cut off that many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. He has to deliver all those in harm's way, not just in the Netherlands, those that are being threatened to lose their farms, those that are having their finances threatened, those that are being challenged in many different states, Father God, in, in many different regions, Father God, in Jesus' name, and not just in the West. Even the Christians in China, Father God, they're treated like dirt, Father God. Many of those people working in places making sneakers and iPhones and all that stuff against their will, maybe chained to their desks or whatever they're doing. Father, we ask you to deliver all those in harm's way, Father God. Those in, the, in every nation, Father, including Karab said the founder of WikiLeaks, Father, in Jesus' name. We ask you to overturn all these things. And we thank you, Father God, that the warning is going out, but give people ears to hear. And your wisdom to know how to respond, not, not like the deer in the headlights. <gasps> what am I going to do? I can't just call up uh, Amazon and have my food delivered or call up uh, whatever thing I'm used to doing or just drive to my local grocery store. And What if the grocery store doesn't have what you've been buying for the last 15, 20 years? Some of the stuff I used to get is not available. And we're in pretty good shape right now, but what's it going to be like a year from now? I'm not speaking any word curses, but I don't know. But our times are in your hands, Lord. So Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound. Every spirit trying to ramp up the price through manipulation of the agricultural products, including the fertilizer. We bind every one of those spirits of ungodly control and manipulation. And I continue to speak blindness to eyes, enemy, mutinous to mouth. I mean, may only hear what Jesus wants them to hear. Pertain to not only Sabrina and Bill, but all the saints associated with Miracle Night Church, Miracle Outreach Ministries, and all the saints globally. 
including those in Afghanistan and every nation, in Jesus' name, including those in Canada, every nation, those people that stood against the demonic lockdowns in Canada and other nations. How about Australia? Outrageous lockdowns, trying to jab the aborigines, trying to jab people against their will. We ask you, Father God, for your divine help and intervention, Father. We thank you for exposing what's going on, and we thank you, Lord, for doing so. And we ask for your divine help and intervention. We do pray for those who despitefully use us. We ask to save the souls that can be saved, Father. You had told us to pray for all those in authority that may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. In Second, excuse me, First Timothy two two, for this is good and acceptable. Life. God, God our Savior, Jesus, you are God our Savior, because Father God sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Jesus means Savior. There's no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. No, Trump is not little Jesus. Trump is just a man. But we look to Jesus, the Author and Finisher of faith. We thank you for those that you're using that are speaking the truth as best they know how. Some of them have other things, a mixture. But, Father God, help us all to have discernment in every area by your Spirit. And we know, Lord, that God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved, to be sozo, saved, healed, delivered, preserved, made all, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Those people have been bewitched by the first so-called pandemic, plandemic, as it were. Those have been bewitched. Fool me once. What does that what does the expression go? Uh, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame. Oh, no. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Father, we ask that the, the body of Christ especially, the people who think they're Christians anyway, in the United States, not fall into this again. If they try to bring out some little monkey pox or, or some, uh, some other little uh, pretend thing to get people back into fear again. Oh, we were just getting released. That's all part of psychological warfare. They want to make people feel like, oh, Finally, we can relax and get back to quote-unquote normal. What's normal? Normal is walking with Jesus wherever he wants us to walk. We thank you for that, Lord. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. We thank you for this wonderful promise, Lord, that you're interceding, you're mediating for each one of us. That's the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. We said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And your mercies are new every day, Lord. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has the power of an endless life. Thank you, Jesus, for interceding for each and every one of us. Help those in harm's way, Father God. All over the earth that you created, we thank you for intervening for all those in harm's way. In Jesus' name, including all, all those that the people at this Bilderberger meeting, which actually took place in Washington, D.C. Isn't that amazing? I didn't know anybody was in Washington, D.C. anymore, except for a few Antifa rioters. Kind of, Father, we ask for your divine intervention, Father God, against all these plans, against the so-called geopolitical realignments. I think they want that one Nazi world order against uh, China, Indo-Pacific realignment. What does that mean? Uh, maybe China controls more, and um, all those other companies that used to be helping the U.S., uh, maybe they're being blackmailed or worse yet, they can't do that anymore. Where do we get all of our computer parts from? Don't they come from places like Taiwan and South Korea and other places over there? Sino-U.S. tech competition. I didn't know there was any tech. I thought just Chinese got all the data that they wanted by their spine. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe the U.S. companies already gave it to them, just like Hillary helped with other things. And it kind of said it concerning the situation with Russia, Father God. And we don't. I don't know. There's a mixture there, but everybody in that mainstream media wants to portray Russia as terrible, bad, awful, horrible. But the United States isn't exactly squeaky clean either. 
Isn't that interesting? Continuity of government and the economy, disruption of global financial system. Hey, they're telling everybody out loud. They're saying the quiet part out loud. Disruption of global financial system. Thank you, Father. You've not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And by the way, we're incredibly rich at being joint heirs with Christ. Because what does he have? He has all power in heaven and earth. And who does God own? What does God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Those people in the Dutch government might try to take away some of their cattle or some of the people in this nation with <clears throat> weather manipulation. And, and maybe it's just solar flares and who knows what else and unusual manipulation. We bind every one of those spirits trying to control the weather and the atmosphere globally contrary to Father God's perfect plan. Jesus says, the things I have done you will do and greater things than these. And Jesus spoke shalom to the storm. And he would never speak against anything his father did. So we speak shalom to the global disruption of the normal weather patterns causing a mega drought in the U.S. South, Southwest especially. We bind up every one of these spirits trying to dry up the lakes, trying to dry up the rivers. We bind, up, we bind every one of these spirits trying to use that information to control people's mindset, trying to control people and trying to control the weather and the atmosphere, even as a former U.S. vice president said, and, and even Lyndon Johnson, way back when I was a little tyke, he said that, that the, the, the weather, the, the, the weapons in the future will be through the, through the weather. And how many different nations are trying to control the weather? I don't just think it's the U.S. I don't think it's just China. I don't think maybe when um, they had that uh, tsunami that, that hit uh, uh, Japan in March some years ago, I don't think that was just a natural occurrence. I mean, I know Father God's in charge, but when we're serving other gods, some people bow down and worship ancestors in Japan and other places. Some people worship themselves, even the United States where they are. Looking at my picture on my thing. It's a selfie. I have a selfie. It's all about me. It's all about my thing, my food, my whatever. Father, help us all to change the way you want. And we ask you to deliver us from every one of these plants, from these people, from the cut up with that, this group, the Bilderbergers that met in Washington, D.C. And we ask you, Father God, to, to expose what's going on. And we know, Jesus said, that's exactly what you do. You expose exactly what's going on. And we thank you for doing so. We give you praise and honor. You told us not to freak out about it. Don't get worried about it. I'm going to expose it. And we are exposing a lot. It's coming fast and furious during this information war. You said in Matthew 10:26, Fear them not, therefore, Jesus speaking, for there is nothing covered. How about Hunter Biden's laptop? There's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. We thank you for bringing all these things to light, even through Hunter, um, even through uh, Hunter's sister, I guess it is, or anyway, Joe Biden's uh, daughter's uh, diary, exposing interesting little things. We thank you, Father God, that these things are being exposed. And why do they come against the people of Project Veritas? Did they do anything wrong? Uh, how about the FBI? Are they uh, squeaky clean? You know all about them, Father. What's going on? Who's controlling them and who they're who they're in bed with, Father, in Jesus' name. Not everybody, just the highest levels probably. Father, we ask you to expose what's going on in every area, including what's going on trying to cause the extradition of Julian Assange. We ask you to divine intervention, adjudication. And, Father, we ask you to protect that man. 
He's gone to great lengths and he's been tormented and struggled. <laughs> I don't know if he's if it's worse than what Jeremiah went through when he was in prison, prison and put down into that into that mucky mire. What it was worth when when Joseph was put in prison because he was standing up for doing what's right. Father God, he wouldn't go to bed with Pharaoh's or whoever it was, Potiphar's um, wife. Father God, he wanted. To, he said, I, I can't sin against God. He had it right. He had it, he, who are we gonna who are we gonna sin against? Against you and you only have we sinned. We haven't sinned. We yeah, we do sin against our bodies if we do sexual sins. But we that's what the word says. But but Father God, and we repent of all those things we've done in the past because you say that's gonna be all washed away by the blood. Thank you for for Revelation one, five and six. And from Jesus Christ was the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth and him that loved us washed us from our sins in his own blood, hath called us to be kings and priests, and a God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Glory and dominion to you, King Jesus, forever and ever. Teach us as your judges, as your kings, as your priests, how to do the adjudication that you want. You said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth all men liberally, and abradeth not. And even Solomon said, I'm like a young child. I don't know how to rule over this great people. So show me, grant me your wisdom. So grant us your wisdom, Lord. Jesus Christ has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. If you want us to be judges and kings on this earth, show us how to do so with a holy, holy, holy fear and trepidation of, of overstepping, overstepping our bounds as we only listen to you, Lord Jesus, and do what you tell us to do. Even Jesus said he only did what the Father told him to do. Ask you to, to, to rescue Julian Assange, if he has not accepted Jesus already, save his soul. And all those that can be saved, Father God, if you'd get a hold of Khrushchev before he left this world, and he was doing some nasty things, Father, if you've got a hold of Saul of Tarsus, you can get a hold of Julian Assange if he hasn't already accepted you. You can get a hold of, 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 of some people think he's still the acting president behind the scenes. I don't know. The President Trump, Father, if he's not fully, conv- if he's not fully converted, convert him the rest of the way. Just like Jesus said, to uh, Peter, when you're converted, strengthen the brethren. But he was with Jesus. He saw all those miracles for all those three plus years. He saw all that stuff. He had to be converted, and then he could strengthen his brethren. He was a disciple, but he had to be converted too. Help me to be converted the rest of the way. And anybody else, if I'm accusing the brethren, I repent, Father. That's not my job. That's Satan's little job. Father, we ask for your divine help for all those in harm's way, including Julian Assange, Father God. Keep him safe, Father God. Give your angels charge him and all your saints, Father God. All your saints, the social with Miracle Net Church, Miracle Outreach Ministries. All your saints, thank you for warring, linking angels round about each one of us. Thank you for being a wall of fire round about and a glory in the midst for all of your saints continually, including those that are standing up to share the gospel in very difficult places, including in Afghanistan, Father, in Jesus' name. And some people in the deep state didn't want you in the sons to reveal all their nasty things. But we thank you that you're ongoing with this exposing, Father, in Jesus' name. And as, as soon as these things are exposed, you're bringing them to light. And you know what to do with it when they're brought to light, don't you? Yes, you said in Proverbs 6, starting in verse 30, But if he be found, somebody stealing things, if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. All those sorcery spirits come from all sources trying to control people against their wills, are returned to the sinful his spirits intend to do those spirits intend to do us. And we close every ungodly portal, every portal, because as they're trying to open CERN again, every portal, we close all the portals to try and bring demons in from the, from the second heavens to the earth. We close and seal them in agreement in Jesus' name because of the blood of covenant. Whatever you kind of like what that book close on earth is whatever you steal on earth is sealed in heaven. It's in Revelation chapter three. Thank you, Holy Ghost. 
To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? These things saith he that is holy. That's Jesus. He's the holy one and just. He that is true. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He that hath the key of David. He that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. Thank you for giving us the keys of the kingdom, Lord. So we take the battle to the gate. You're the gate, Lord Jesus. You're the only way, the only legal way. Anybody else tries to go any other way, they're thieves and robbers. You're the only true gate to heaven, Lord Jesus. You're the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to heaven but by the blood of Jesus because any other way is presumption, is idolatry, is rebellion against the Most High God's plan. And why did he want to do it this way? Because he said, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And Marshall, I have plenty of sins I need to have washed away with the blood of Jesus. Though his sins be as red as scarlet, they should be as white as snow. Help all those who have interceded, including all the family members that have been bewitched by the, by the, by the uh, mass formation psychosis to be delivered, Father God. All of my family members, all of everyone's family members that are members of the body of Christ, and those that used to be believers, that is, those that have been backsliding because they've been bewitched by the shiny object. What I have to spend 25 hours to get my cell phone today. Well, only 24 hours a day. Oh, that's why I'm not sleeping so well. Father, deliver us all from every street of addiction, ungodly addictions, including to electronic devices. <laughs> all of those we can stand in for in Jesus' name. De- deliver all those that have been so taken with TikTok and every other thing, Father God, that they're just giving away, including all these other social media sites, just giving away all their private information to who? Oh, people that might want to control them and know what they're doing, see what their patterns are, see where they go, what they do, what kind of lifestyle they have, so they could uh, control them. Because what does Satan want to do? He wants everybody to bow down and worship him. Bow down and worship who? That little archangel who was kicked out of heaven because he was puffed up with pride and he thought he could exalt his throne above the Most High God. Now that is extraordinary pride and presumption. That's Leviathan to the max. Father, we ask you to deliver us from every one of these spirits of Leviathan and all those connected related to each of us in Jesus' name and deliver all those in harm's way, including those in Afghanistan and all the Christians in every nation, Father God, including those in Sri Lanka and other places, Father God, in Jesus' name. And you, they wanted us to pray specifically, Father God. We pray that the Christians in Afghanistan and every nation will experience the true joy of the Lord, even amid suffering. Where is that? The end of Habakkuk? Though the, uh, the, the barn doesn't have anything in it, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. Something to that effect is the latter part of Habakkuk. Pray that they will experience God's peace and provision. Thank you, Jesus. You made peace by the blood of your cross. You are the Prince of Peace for those who belong to you because if God be for us, who can be against us? And God is our shepherd. He's our good shepherd. He gave, he gave his life for us. How shall not also with him also freely give us all things? Thank you for giving those in Afghanistan all that they need. Even as Brother Bill re, uh, recounted some time ago at the, at the local church there in Jacksonville, they, they had uh, more people come than they had food, but you multiplied it, Father God, even as there was that the sister who had served you, Lord, in that island uh, off the west, off the east coast of Africa, was it Mozambique, island state, island nation. Father God, and, and she saw many times that you multiplied food for the orphans and everything. So, Father, we know that's easy for you to do because you're Lord of all. Pray that they will have opportunity to share the true love of Christ with their neighbors and members of the Taliban who received the gift of repentance to acknowledging the truth that they'll recover themselves from the snare of the devil and all those in this nation, including those 
attorneys general that are standing against the truth, Father God, those that have been bought out by lots of money from different people, Father God, that they will be either replaced or repent, Father God, in Jesus' name. And, and, and those in Taliban and all those, Father God, that have the opportunity will place their faith in the one true God, the one true magistrate, the one true leader, the one true authority in Jesus' name, because there is only one real God who created heaven and earth by his word, by the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we thank you for hearing our prayer, Satan, you're bound, all your underlings are bound. We canceled all their assignments to steal, kill, and destroy, coming from all sources. We thank you for giving your angels charge over each of us to plead the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And Lord, you said over in Exodus 12, 13, when I see the blood upon the houses where you are, the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. So we thank of that blood covenant, Father, in Jesus' name. You honored your, the, the uh, Jewish people when they were coming out of the Israelites, when they were coming out of Egypt, and they had all those different plagues against the Egyptians, but none of them saved them, all the frogs and all that stuff you did the Egyptians. They didn't repent after the flies came and there was a darkness that could be felt. What did they repent? After their own firstborn, even the firstborn of their livestock were touched. And you know how to deal with these people, Father God, in Jesus' name. Those that refused to repent, Ooh, it's a terrible thing to pull in the hands of the living God. But we plead the blood of Jesus over each of us and all those in the body of Christ, Father, over every lintel and every post, every door, every window, every type of electronic access, over our minds and hearts and eyes and ears, and every openings of this temple of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for sealing us with the Holy Spirit of promise when we believed in Jesus, when we took that cup of salvation and believed. We thank you for the blood on our lips. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost, so we hold fast the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. Even sometimes when it really doesn't feel like it, then that's what that's called, a sacrifice of praise. And people in Afghanistan have this wonderful opportunity to offer the sacrifice of praise. So, Satan, you're bound. Every one of your lying spirits are bound. You lose, Satan. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. For as much then as the son of, for as much then as the children made partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise, the Word of God, came in the flesh, Jesus Christ. He himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him, that had the power of death, that is the devil. Satan, you don't have the power of death. Jesus took the keys from you, like it says in, in Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. And Jesus says, all power, all power in heaven and earth, in Jesus' name. So when we see Jesus, when we see him in the spirit realm, when we bow down before him, we humble ourselves, and then we reckon ourselves dead to the old man, dead, trying to save our own lives. Forgive me, Lord, if I've been trying to do that in some different areas. We thank you for healthy things that you provide, healthy food and different things, but they don't save us. The only thing that saves us is Jesus. Your arm's not too short to save. And when I saw him in Revelation 1.17, I fell at his feet as dead, dead to carrying grudges, dead to idolatry, dead to worship of self, dead to taking anxious thought for tomorrow. He tells us not to do that. Right after the Lord's Prayer, the end of that chapter, Matthew chapter 6, take no anxious thought for tomorrow. I don't think that's just a little suggestion. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And at the keys of hell and of death. Jesus shall have all power in heaven and earth. He had the keys of hell and of death. And we thank you, Father God. And that's not just for this life, but the life to come. And we thank you, Father, 
The devil is already lost in Jesus' name because Jesus said, Father, I finished the work that gave us me to do. It is finished. We thank you for the power of your cross, Lord Jesus, the power of your blood covenant. We plead that blood over our hearts and minds and every access to each one of us, all of our family members. And you said, believe in Lord Jesus and you'll be saved in your household. You'll be sozo in your household. Actually, the word there in the Greek is sozo, saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. So deliver us all. You said, who's going to be whole? And we thank you for delivering us, including all those in harm's way. Not just in Los Angeles, in Toronto, in the Netherlands, the United States, every area, Father, including all the children, all the children, Spain, every nation, Father God. What do they do? What's going on? Is it their fault? Is it something wrong now? What do we do? I got plans for your peace and not for evil. I keep you
you threw me out of the world. Lots and lots and lots and lots of times of love. Such a time of love. So thanks for watching the fall in the world of the world.